This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. What do you do in the summertime? How do you spend your time? What do your children do? Oh, we all have a good time during the summer. The children are out of school, enjoying themselves. But then, after a while, summer ends. Today we're going to t deal with a text from the Bible that talks about the end of summer. It talks about harvest time in life. Please stay tuned as we discuss the harvest is past. Now, I'm Billy Lambert and I want to welcome you to getting to know your Bible, especially if you've never seen the telecast before. Please stay tuned as we discuss this important topic today. Now, on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. We want you to have it. And right now, we're going to pause long enough for you to learn more about the course and how you can receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. In Jeremiah chapter 8 and in verse 20, we have the prophet saying, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we're not saved. Just looking briefly at the context of that statement, Israel at this time was besieged. They were expecting deliverance. Deliverance did not come when they thought it would, and hence the lament, The harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we're not saved. Summer and harvest are, are good seasons for action, fit season for action. That, that's the time the army would take the field and subdue an enemy coming against them. And, and the winter that follows that is not a good time for action. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. I think that's descriptive of a person who has trifled away all of the gracious opportunities of life, and then they come down to the ends of their life unforgiven, unprepared to meet their God. You know, summer is a time of life. Right now, we're living in the summer of life. And that's the time that children play, the time that they don't take any thought about what's going to be tomorrow. But then one day the summer comes to an end. It's in the summer of life that we have all kinds of good intentions. That, that's the time that we intend to be more serious in our 
relationship with God. That, that, that's the time that we intend to read the Bible more. It's in the summer of life that we intend to start praying more. This is the time that we, really we intend to be a better friend. This is the time that we intend to be kinder and more loving to other people. You see, we have all kinds of good intentions in life. But then one day, the summer of life comes to an end. In 1 Samuel chapter 20 and 3, the Bible says there is just a step between us and death. And we need to live our lives right now in the summer of life so that when it comes our time to leave this old world, that all will be well with our souls. Summer is the time, the summer of life is the time of golden opportunity. It's the time of golden opportunity for husbands and fathers. Husbands have a tremendous responsibility. And this is the time that they need to be a good leader in their homes. One of the most challenging things needed today is great, effective male leadership in the family today. Husbands have a responsibility of being the head of their household, just like Christ is the head of the church. Ephesians 5, 23. And husbands have a responsibility for for providing leadership for the children in the home. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. That's a responsibility you have. And right now you have the time, you have the opportunity to be the kind of a man that your wife needs, the kind of a husband she needs and to be the kind of a father that your children need. One day those opportunities will no longer be yours. But you have them right now. I, I was in a state preaching one day in a, in a gospel meeting, a revival meeting. And after one of the services, one of the men came to me and he said, Brother Lambert, I'd like to talk to you. And he explained to me that his home was in shambles. His wife was almost ready to divorce him. And he began to tell me how good he had been to his wife. He began to tell me the kind of a salary that he had on his job. And then he told me the kind of money he made on a second job. And he began to tell me all of the things that he had given to his wife. I wish, and as I think back on that, I had had the courage to tell him, that there was one thing he did not give his wife that she yearned for more than any other thing, and that was him. We need to give time to nurture our relationship in the home. The only time you have to do that, guys, is right now. I'm probably talking to some husband right now who's, you're really busy, you have a, a, a job that has a tremendous amount of responsibility uh, weighing down on you. If you're not careful, 
you're going to neglect the one person that loves you more than anybody in this world, and that's your wife. A lot of wives live alone. You remember the movie Home Alone? They're, they're wives that are home alone. Oh, the husband comes home. He, he brings in a good paycheck, but he sits down in his recliner, starts watching the news or reading a paper, a magazine or a book, and he pays no attention to his wife while she's preparing the meal. And the children pass through. He doesn't hardly speak to them when they come in. Well, you see, he's had a hard day at the office. He's tired. He needs to rest. And that wife and those children are just as surely home alone, even though he's there, as if he had stepped out the house. You see, you need to interact with your family. This is the only time you have to do that. Summer of life is a time of opportunity for wives and for mothers. Wives are to submit themselves unto their husbands as they do that unto the Lord, Ephesians 5.22. And mothers have a great responsibility in helping bring children up in this old world. One man said, all that I am or can be, I owe to my angel mother. Someone said that God couldn't be everywhere, so He made mothers. I think about my mother. She was a godly woman. And I still miss my mother, though she's been gone to be with the Lord now for a number of years. She was a good woman. And she loved her husband and she loved her children. Was she a perfect woman? Absolutely not. But I believe to the best of her ability, she tried to be everything that she thought God wanted her to be in the home. And the only time you have to do that, guess what? Right now, this is the time in the summer of life. Summer of life is a time of opportunity for young people. This is a time for you to give your life to the Lord. You, you, sometimes young people reason like this, well, you know, I'll have fun right now. And then someday I'm going to settle down and I, I'm going to give my life to the Lord and I'll get really serious about being a Christian. Well, would you write down on a piece of paper that day the day that you plan to get serious with God. You see, chances are you don't know what that day is, and that day is not written on a calendar somewhere. You need to be serious about God right now in the summer of life. The Bible says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Remember God while you're young. Give God the best years of your life. Do that right now in the summer of life. Oh, you say, well, I'm going to sow a few of my wild oats right now, and, and one day I, I'll settle down. But I want you to know you may sow your wild oats now, but one day you're going to reap a harvest. The Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you sow your wild oats now, you're going to have a harvest to come later on. Now is the time to remember God in the days of your youth. This is the time to live a life of purity. And I know that sounds so strange to talk about purity in the age in which we live today. But your responsibility is to live a pure godly life. Be like Joseph. Joseph was a young man, but he was tempted to do wrong. And Joseph said, I can't do it and sin against God. You can live that kind of a life yourself. Do it now in the summer of life. The summer of life is the time of opportunity for parents. You have a responsibility to your children. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child 
in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So now is the time for us to do that right now in the summer of life. You won't have that opportunity forever. It's not going to be long until those children are grown. They're going to be out on their own. I've seen parents neglect the spiritual welfare of their children. And then after those children get up to be teenagers, then the parents want to get serious about uh, God and about Christ and about the church, but the children have absolutely no interest at all. And the reason is that when they had the opportunity, when those children were young, they neglected that opportunity, and now the children have absolutely no interest at all in God, Christ, or the church. See, right now is a time of opportunity that you have as a parent would you not become serious about being a parent, bringing your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Now's the time of opportunity for the church. You see, the church has opportunities today. Sometimes we, we don't take advantage of those opportunities. Now's the time we have to try to do good to people. I believe it's the responsibility of God's people to reach out to people that are in need and to help those people. Listen to James chapter 1, verse 27. Pure religion, undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Part of our responsibility is to help people that are in need. I hope that we are not so naive that we think that there are not people that are in need in our world. One of the things that's needed today to make us more like Jesus is to have compassion in our hearts. Jesus is the most compassionate man that ever lived on the face of this earth. And when Jesus saw people in need, Jesus did what He could to alleviate those needs. 1 John chapter 3, verses uh, 17 and 18 said, Whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shuts up his bowels of compassion, or his heart of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? When we see people that are in need, they're hungry. They don't have food to eat. They don't have clothes to wear. They don't have a place to live. And we shut up our hearts of compassion from those people how do we think God's love is in our hearts? Well, the fact is, we're not showing much love, are we? You see, right now is the time we have to help people that are in need. And now is the time we have to teach people to serve Jesus and to try to reach their souls for Christ. I remember a woman coming by the church one day and she said, Brother Lambert, I need some food. I said, well, Joanne, we're happy to help you with some food, but I'd much rather help you with your soul. She says, well, I need that help too. So we helped her with the food and we taught her the gospel and she became a New Testament Christian. You see, we need to be reaching out. And if we wait, we can wait and wait until it's too late, too late to do anything for them. Now is a time of opportunity to reach out with the gospel to help people with their souls. And the summer of life is the time of opportunity for those that are lost. This is when you have the opportunity to give your life to Christ. But you can send away the day of grace and that door can close on you. 
Think about Solomon in Proverbs chapter 1. Because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand, but no man regarded. You have set at naught my counsel and would none of my reproof. Therefore I will laugh at your calamities. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear comes as a desolation and your destruction as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Then shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. How is it that people would call on God He wouldn't answer? How is it they would seek God and wouldn't find Him? Because when they had the opportunity, they didn't take advantage of that opportunity. I would suggest that right now is the time for you to give your life to the Lord. This is a time of opportunity, if you're not saved, to give your life to Christ. The summer sowing, what we sow in the summer of life, is going to determine the fall harvest. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. What are you sowing in your life? Now let, let's, let's, just, let's all really just get serious here for a minute. What kind of seeds are you sowing in your life? Are you sowing seeds like kindness? Are you sowing seeds like forgiveness, love, mercy? On and on we could go. What kind of seeds are you sowing? The harvest depends upon the kind of seed that you sow. You cannot sow bad seed and expect a good harvest. And whatever you sow is exactly what you're going to reap. And you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap more than you sow. And you're going to reap longer than you sow. And if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow to the Spirit, then you'll reap life everlasting. So the fall harvest is determined by what we sow in the summer of life. The summer of life is the time for preparation. There's a verse or so over in the book of Proverbs chapter 6 that, that goes like this, starting about verse number 6. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Who having no ruler, overseer, or guide well, prayers are meat in the summer, gathers of food in the harvest. Even an ant knows that you have to prepare in the summer for the harvest or the fall or the winter that's coming. Even an ant knows that. So we can learn from the ant, can't we? That, that we have to make preparations in the summer of life. That's where we all are right now in the summer of life. And this is the time to make adequate preparation. What, what would you think about a doctor that would operate on a person if that doctor had not prepared himself or herself for that surgery? Suppose they knew absolutely nothing about why they were performing the surgery. They just, they're just going to open you up and they just kind of ab-lib through you. You say, well, I'm not going to have that. I want to have a doctor that knows as much about my case as he possibly can or she possibly can. I want somebody that's prepared. I want somebody that went to school that learned how to perform this particular kind of surgery. I don't blame you. I feel the same way you do. What, what sailor would go out on a boat out into the ocean, get out in the midst of a, of a vast ocean without 
had the foresight to make preparations with food and other supplies to take with him. Well, he'd be going a suicide mission if he hadn't prepared. And yet there are myriads of people that are on their way into eternity. But if they thought absolutely nothing about making any kind of preparation. Oh, you see, one day the harvest is coming and we'll reap what we've sown in this life for good or for bad. And what I would encourage you to do because I love you and I am concerned about you is to make preparations while you can. Paul was in prison and he was writing a letter to Timothy and he wanted Timothy to come and he wanted Timothy to, to bring cloak that he left and bring parchments that he could read and, and so forth. And there's this little statement found in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Now I want you to think about it. He says, come before winter. Come before winter. Well, I do you suppose he told him that? Well, in that region of the world, the wintertime is not a good time to get on a vessel and try to go somewhere. The ports may be frozen because of the wintertime. So he said, I want you to come while you have the opportunity, and I want you to come before winter. Come while you have the opportunity. I think God feels that way today, don't you? I, I think right now all of us are living in the summer of our lives. One day the harvest is going to be passed. Winter's going to come. It's going to follow the fall of our life. And winter comes in our lives. And then our lives are going to come to an end. Now the time to make the preparation is now and not later. Let me ask you a question. Are you prepared? Have you made the preparation that you need to make in your life for, this, for the journey into eternity? I would encourage you to think along this line. One day I will appear before God and I'm going to reap in eternity what I have sown in this life. And if my life is a life that has been lived for the Lord, I have sown good seed, I have obeyed the Lord, been, been the, the faithful to the Lord all the days of my life, then I'm going to have a good harvest one day in the summer of life. When the winter comes on, all will be well. But are you kind of like that story about the grasshopper that uh, fiddled and played while the ant was preparing for the winter? Do you remember the little story? The little fable? Now all summer while the ant was preparing for the winter to come, the grasshopper fiddled and played life away and then the freezing weather came and the poor old grasshopper wasn't prepared for this he, he wasn't prepared for cold weather 
And he didn't have food stored up for the winter. And he came to the house of the little ant who, who had prepared for the harvest, prepared for the winter, and he was turned away because while he fiddled and played, he used up his opportunity and now he was in need. You know, there's a statement over in the Old Testament in the book of Amos. I think it's very appropriate here. It's in verse 12 of Amos chapter 4. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Are you prepared to meet your God? Now I want to read our text one more time. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we're not saved. To me, that's a sad, sad statement in the Bible. But, but it need not be for you. Because if you're, if you're a Christian, by believing on Jesus, by repenting of your sins, and as a penitent, believing, confessed confess believer in Jesus Christ, you've been immersed into Christ, that you might come in contact by faith with His precious blood and wash away your sins. And you can say, well, I'm ready to go. Everything is in order. My books are balanced. But if not, it would be a sad time, a sad time for you. I'd urge you to give your life to Christ today. In the closing moments, I want to give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And also right now, without any kind of delay, why don't you pick up the telephone right now, call for the free Bible correspondence course that we've been advertising today. And you say, well, I'm just not certain that it's free. It's absolutely free. I promise you it is. We're not going to bill you. We're not going to ask you to get out your credit card. No, no, we want to send it to you because we want you to get to know your Bible better. And also, you can take this online if you prefer it to do that way. It matters not to us how you take it so long as you're willing to take the free Bible correspondence course. And so do that without any hesitation today. I want you to know I love you. I want you to know I appreciate the fact that you've taken time to watch the telecast today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580.
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.